Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. In 46 countries, the government punishes new Christians for converting. Coco Melon shows a transgender boy in a tutu seducing two dads. And the president of Harvard has resigned due to anti-Semitic speech. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. 46 countries around the world now have the government helping to punish Christians if they convert from any other religion. Christiannews.net reports, the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, USCIRF, has released a report on anti-conversion laws prepared by another group, International Christian Concern. ICC are the researchers that work with USCIRF who have outlined global restrictions on changing one's religion? Why would it be illegal for me to choose a different God? But the report finds that 46 countries actually have laws on the books where the government, sometimes state governments, sometimes local governments, sometimes federal governments of real countries, amount to almost 25% of countries globally are punishing Christians for simply worshiping and following Jesus Christ. Around the world, governments restrict the right of religious freedom by limiting their citizens' ability to convert or by punishing those who preach the gospel and share the good news of the Bible or Jesus Christ, silencing their speech as well as their religion. The ICC researchers named four categories of anti-conversion laws, apostasy laws, anti-proselytism laws, and laws concerning interfaith marriage and laws relating to identity documentation. Of most concern are apostasy laws, which explicitly prohibit the public renunciation of one's former religion or belief. That is especially true in laws in countries that are governed by Islam. These laws exist in seven countries, including Brunei and Yemen, where converting to Christianity could mean a death sentence. Other places have laws against proselytizing or talking about Jesus or sharing your faith with others. And what they're trying to limit is the growth of minority religions like Christianity who are becoming so popular that the government has to suppress or Christianity would spread like wildfire. These laws range from banning missionary activity to restricting individuals from encouraging others to convert or to leave their former religion. All of the laws in this particular report given to the United States State Department, the government in America, show that anti-proselytism laws have the highest number, 33 countries prohibit proselytization. 
laws on interfaith marriage, like a Christian marrying a Muslim or vice versa, that sometimes is banned as a means to regulate or restrict women's rights. They say a woman can't become a Christian if she's married to a non-Christian. These laws prohibit members of different religions from marrying and require one to convert to the other religion to marry. So forced conversion, for example, to Islam is different than allowing the woman to choose her own God. In countries like Algeria and Malaysia, Muslim women are restricted from marrying a non-Muslim man. <clears throat> Finally, some governments are using identity documentation to restrict individuals from changing their religion on state-issued papers or records. These laws can compel individuals to reveal their religion even if they practice secretly. They must tell the government about any change of religion on the government documents or the government may deny permission to get those documents. They also allow governments to deny individuals identification based on their religion. And that's the news. Our thanks to christiannews.net. I did not make up any of this report. I am just reading from the paper that explains the new research found, and this is presented to the American government, which now has the decision. The USCIRF is an official government uh, department in America that reports to the Department of State, which is like our foreign ministry, and they advise the United States Congress, which is now Republican, which defends religious freedom. Is there a possibility that if President Trump is reelected to office, that he will deny trade with anti-Christian governments? Some of those governments that are anti-Christian need to be aware that they will lose their ability to trade with America if Trump is reelected and if they continue to punish Christians. In America, we have religious freedom. Women have it, minorities have it, Muslims have it, Hindus have it. In America, everybody is free to choose their own God. Why are they not free in your country? Is the government afraid of the gospel of Jesus Christ? I'm just asking the question. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 3. Now the Lord is the Holy Spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In Christianity, there is freedom to choose God or not choose God, to choose Jesus or not choose Jesus. In America, we do not punish, we give liberty. You've seen the Statue of Liberty, right? Let us pray. Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name for religious freedom to sweep the world. Not that everybody may be forced to do anything or convert, but that they will have the freedom to choose for themselves and they will worship the God of their choice and we pray if the truth persuades their mind voluntarily, they will choose to follow Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, the cartoon Coco Melon has a transgender boy dancing for two dads. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I've been praying and teaching for years about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. 
how you can have the power of God right now for your prophetic or power gifts ministry. This new teaching goes through not just Acts chapter two, when the disciples received the power of God from on high and began speaking in other tongues. But we also teach on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and every instance we could find in church history of the gift of tongues. This product is brand new and available to you for a suggested donation of $30. Call us at 866-Obey-God to get yours today. Or you can find it on our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org, available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. I'm Dr. Chaps. We want you to sign a petition today to stand with Israel. They are under such attack with Arabs and Muslims killing Jews, but here is the Bible territory that God promised to the Israeli and Jewish people. Even in 1993, in the Oslo Accords, Yasser Arafat agreed, these are the current borders of Israel and it's their land. Let's sign that petition, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org, sign it today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our next story comes from One Million Moms, who has a new petition warning about the cartoon Coco Melon, which is directed at your children and now has propaganda including a transgender boy in a dress, a tutu, in a tiara, dressed like a girl, seducing two dads, homosexual men. Alerting all parents, says One Million Moms, many have found the animated program Cocomelon Lane to be a clean show. But this is no longer true, because in episode eight of the new spin-off Cocomelon Lane, Netflix, we're gonna show you the video, is featuring two dads, presumably homosexuals. They are singing, just be you, as they proudly watch their young boy dance around in a girl's clothing, a tiara and a tutu, like a ballerina. This should not come as a surprise since Netflix is known to have questionable content sometimes, but parents should be forewarned as they think it's a family-friendly cartoon because it's created for children. It can't be bad, right? No, it is targeting children with transgender propaganda. Preschoolers, even toddlers, Evidently, the use of gender fluid and non-binary characters in children's programs is the next step in normalizing a culture that dissociates a, a person's biological gender, the way God made them, male or female, from their gender identity, what they pretend to be, the opposite gender. But bio biology shows that DNA is always male or female. There is no gray area here, and there's really no such thing as being fluid or changing in your gender. It's just confusing to young viewers, and it's recruiting children into a destructive form of gender dysphoria. Let's go ahead and air a clip from Coco Melon Lane that shows exactly what we're talking about. How about you break out those moves? For your two biggest fans. not sure what to choose. So just to be clear, what we just saw, and we're gonna show it again here, it's very short, 
but we show two homosexual men in a cartoon recruiting or telling a young child it's okay to dress in a girl's clothing and it's okay to be transgender. Let's show that clip again. How about you break out those moves for your two biggest fans? You're not sure what to choose. Our thanks to Netflix for that clip, but One Million Moms is concerned that Netflix is glorifying gender dysphoria, also known as gender identity disorder, which the Merriam-Webster Dictionary describes as a distressed state arising from inner conflict between a person's gender identity, the, what they want to be, and the sex of a person identified when they were born or what their actual biology is, right? They're confused and at conflict with their body. Controversial topics and lifestyle choices should be left up to parents to discuss. And Netflix should not be introducing this to young children. Just because an issue may be legal or because some are choosing a lifestyle that doesn't make it morally correct. In fact, it's harmful to children. Netflix ought to stop uh, recruiting children into sin, and they should return to providing family-friendly program when it comes to children, especially preschoolers, and don't be pushing some liberal woke agenda. Families will not be should not allow Netflix in their homes if Netflix continues to steer away from family-friendly entertainment. That's the report from OneMillionMoms.com. Again. I did not report any of this. I'm just reading the petition from onemillionmoms.com. You can go there and sign their petition, onemillionmoms.com. But let's take a moment and discern the spirits. In this story, we have a cartoon, and they're not real people, they're just a cartoon. But the people who drew this, the people who are sending the message, they are real people. And they are being influenced by a demonic spirit of transgender recruiting of sexual immorality geared towards children. And they want to recruit those children into gender identity dysphoria, which is harmful. And the disorder progresses in four stages. It begins by sowing a seed of self-doubt and a child will think, oh, maybe I'm not who I am. And then it will be self-hatred. Oh, I hate who I am. And then it's self-cutting and they want to cut themselves or have surgeries or take hormones, and then it is self-murder. They want to commit suicide. And more than 50% of those who identify as transgender have attempted or will attempt suicide in their lifetime. It's a bad disease. We should not be encouraging this. The Bible says this in Isaiah 5, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light, light for darkness, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Let's pray about this, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name against the demons that are inside of some real people that are recruiting children using cartoons. And we pray that those demons will not transfer into our children, that our children will be protected and kept safe from the confusion, from the dysphoria, and from the suicide. God, give them freedom from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break when we come back. The president of Harvard resigns after anti-Semitic speech.
My towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The MyPillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. MyPillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Our next report is from Daily Caller, who reports the president of Harvard University, Claudine Gay, has now resigned. The second Ivy League after University of Penn president also resigned. Now Harvard president has resigned after facing backlash over her testimony to Congress, which did not have any consequences for calling for Jew hatred. Let's air this clip from C-SPAN. Ms. Stefanik, you're recognized for five minutes. Dr. Gay, a Harvard student calling for the mass murder of African Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? Our commitment to it's free speech. It's a yes speech. or no question. Is that corrected? Is that okay for students to call for the mass murder of African Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech? Our commitment to free speech. It's a yes extends. or no question. Let me ask you this. You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct? I've heard that term, yes. And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, Intifada revolution, and quote, globalize the Intifada. Is that correct? I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus, yes. So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for Intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful speech 
is personally abhorrent to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct, or is it allowed at Harvard? It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you but not say here that it is also, against the code of conduct at Harvard? We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies against bullying, harassment, Does that speech and not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? When you testify that you understand that is the def definition of intifada. Is that speech, speech according to the code of conduct or not? We embrace a commitment to free expression and give a wide berth to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, you and I both know that's offensive. not the case. You were aware that Harvard ranked dead last when it came to free speech. Are you not aware of that report? As I observed earlier, I reject that characterization. It's the of data our shows it's true. And isn't it true that Harvard previously rescinded multiple offers of admissions for applicants and accepted freshmen for sharing offensive memes, uh, racist statements, sometimes as young as 16 years old? Did Harvard not rescind those offers of admission? That long predates my time as president. But you so understand that Harvard made that decision to rescind those offers of admission. I have no reason to contradict the facts as you present them. Correct, here. because it's a fact. You're also aware that a Winthrop House faculty dean was let go over, he, over who he chose to legally represent, correct? That was while you were dean. That is an incorrect characterization of what transpired. What's the characterization? I'm not going to get into details about a personnel matter. Well, let me ask you this. Will admissions offers be rescinded or any disciplinary action be taken against students or applicants who say, from the river to the sea or intifada, advocating for the murder of Jews? As I've said, that type of hateful, reckless, offensive speech is personally abhorrent to me. And today that when no action will be taken? What action will be taken? When speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies, including policies against bullying, harassment, or intimidation, we take action. And we have robust disciplinary processes that allow us to hold individuals accountable. What action has been taken against students who are harassing and calling for the genocide of Jews on Harvard's campus? I can assure you we have robust what actions have been taken I'm not asking actions underway I, I'm asking what actions have been taken against given, those students given students rights to privacy and our obligations under FERPA I will not say more about any specific cases other than to reiterate that processes are ongoing do you know what the number one hate crime in America is I know that over the last couple of months there has been an alarming rise of anti-Semitism, which I understand is the critical topic that we are here to discuss. That's correct. It is anti-Jewish hate crimes. And Harvard ranks the lowest when it comes to protecting Jewish students. This is why I've called for your resignation. And your testimony today, not being able to answer with moral clarity, speaks volumes. I yield back. After that testimony to Congress, Claudine Gay resigned. She was pressured by people who didn't think that she took a strong enough stand on this. 
In fact, over 30 student groups had signed a letter placing the blame on Israel for causing the attacks on themselves. They're not blaming Hamas and the terrorists who killed the Jews. Instead, they're the people at Harvard. In fact, 100 Harvard faculty, the teachers, the professors, they signed a letter defending the anti-Jewish phrase from the river to the sea. Well, Claudine Gay, the president, did not stand against that and she should have resigned. Maybe the next president will do something right. The Bible says this in Genesis 12, God's promise to Abraham was very clear. God will bless those who bless Abraham and his children, the Jews. And God will curse those who curse Abraham. And in him, in you, Abraham, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. We stand with Israel, and as Christians, we are humble and we love the Jewish people. And we pray that they are, uh, that this attacks against them will cease. Let's take a short break and I'll have a word to conclude the show. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. I'm Dr. Chaps. I have two exciting announcements. For those of you who found us maybe one day a week, did you know we're on five days a week with in-depth analysis and Christian news reporting and we pray the news. Where else are you gonna see that? Here's the exciting news. We're now on Apple TV. We're on five days a week on this exciting new streaming platform, Apple TV. Maybe you've already found us on Roku or Amazon Fire, but Apple TV, look for PIJN News in the spirituality category. And here's my other breaking news. Did you know we're also on podcast? Well, what's a podcast? Well, you can listen to us five days a week on audio, maybe when you're working out at the gym or driving in your car. You can watch the video on your smartphone. Visit iTunes and look for PIJN News. We're also on 10 on-demand platforms. Visit PrayInJesusName.org to find them all. And did I mention it's absolutely free? Other people charge a fee, but ours is free. Subscribe today to PIJN News. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now, there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. PrayInJesusName.org is our website. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching and thank you for standing with us. Would you please donate today at PrayInJesusName.org? Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. We need your donations, large or small, to bring you these important reports. Please give today. If you need prayer, call us today at 866-Obey-God. 
We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.